I don't like to boast. They're like hot butter on the breakfast toast. Watching flicks, talking chicks, I like to mow the boat. Can River Man make it? Yo, a check. Nope. So look at all these movies I got. Commenting like, hmm, should we watch them or not? And I know they just be acting for cash. But I still got one question to ask. Like, why'd he do that? Do that? Do that? If that was me, I'd be like, screw that. Screw that. Screw that. I'm an alpha. I'd eat through that. Do that, do that. Mmm, so why'd he do that? Do that, do that. Mmm. So now we're doing Rudolph, baby. <laughs> so everybody, we're going to do the Christmas classic, Family Home Entertainment, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, this one has been the center of a little bit of controversy lately. People are in an uproar and their panties are in a knot because they think it glorifies bullying. Because all the other reindeers don't let Rudolph join in any of the reindeer games and they tease him for being different being a minority and then at the end of the film when rudolph is able to somehow help them and the bullies are able to benefit then they accept him and rudolph bends over and is happy about it so yeah fucking rudolph he's a little bitch boy. yeah doesn't stand up for himself i get it it's not exactly what you would want to go down in real life but it's a movie it's a christmas classic you know and it's just kind of following in sync with the classic song right you know, it's just going along mm. with the stupid song. So, yeah, that's right. William Lowry says, what a bunch of soy boy betas. Rudolph ain't about bullying. Um, it's more than that. You know, it's about Don Cornelius creepy licking that fucking sickle. <laughs> Bullying's pretty cool, though. It's no, pretty dog. Okay, so we're going to go and get started with this. This thing is 52 minutes long, so we want to just fucking dive right in. I- I'm guessing you can find it on YouTube because almost all these are on YouTube. So hopefully you can. Hopefully you're watching along. We're going to go in three, two, one, play. Oh, hell yeah. And for those yeah. of you... It's, yeah, yeah, if I wasn't on autopilot for the last couple of two hours, uh, imagine uh, the next 51. I am a fucking uh, beta boy uh, this episode. No, we got it. We're going to do our best. And uh, for anybody that's just joining, if you guys are listening to the audio versions of this only, uh, not the stream... These are segmented into separate episodes, and we've already done the two-parter for the Merry with Children Christmas special, A Bundyful Life. We have done the Garfield Christmas special, and we have done the Pee-wee's Christmas special. And this is our final for the night, because we're going pretty long with the classic Rudolph. So do check out all the previous ones as well, and leave us some nice feedback on that stuff. Here we got Burl Lives, man. Classic uh, bearded snowman. This shit, this is terrifying. It really is. Fuck this show. You know what's funny? Fuck bully. They scared the shit out of these kids. William Lowry says, of course, we all know Santa Claus is coming to town to secretly a horror film disguised as a Christmas song. You know what's funny is, uh, I know you're talking about the song, but uh, the movie Santa Claus is coming to town, the the special, uh, that's actually my favorite of these classics. Mickey Rooney played uh, St. Nick. Nicholas. Uh, it's That's my favorite, but... I feel like this one's the most classic, so. It is pretty cool to watch this, man. Sometimes when I watch this, I I think about what it would have been like to be a fly on the wall when they were making this, you know, doing the models and stuff and the stop motion. Mm-hmm. You know, like to be on that set and the people working on it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat and how old it is and stuff in the history. Oh. 
Uh, you just imagine, like, oh yeah, we're fucking doing this all day. Uh, we're shooting uh, these random little seeds, and then uh, you fucking uh, you set something up, and then your shirt bumps, and as you're fucking going back to the camera, you gotta set it all up again. You probably gotta start from the beginning, cause uh, if you fucking just keep going, it'll, it'll look all fucked up. Uh, I don't, I, I don't envy those people. Adrian Mendoza showing you a little bit of praise, man. He's saying thanks for recommending the woman Charizard Morgan. She's the woman who likes to eat ass. So uh, there you go, man. You're spreading the Christmas joy. Adrian, he says he wants to go grab something to eat, man. You go eat, man. See, Zach couldn't even. I mean, Zach Zach had to eat. We're sitting here for like over two hours. I mean, this is this is a pretty long endeavor. So you guys go ahead and get nourished for sure. Exactly. This uh, this fucking uh, this fucking Christmas bullshit will still be here when you get back. <laughs> I this is so classic, dude. I, I do like the soundtrack though. It puts me in the mood. I like listening to the Burrow Live stuff, and it's really neat. Williams asking a question. Hey man, he says you guys talk a lot about heavy metal, but do y'all listen to punk music? You know, like the Clash, Ramones, the Cramps, Black Flag, etc. Um, I've never been a huge punk guy. It's not that I don't like some punk or some punk elements, but I'm, I've never been a big punk guy. You know, I've never even really been a big hardcore guy either, like the old school stuff, like Black Flag and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a metal guy and a rock guy, but I don't hate it. I think, I think I like the punk stuff in smaller doses. You know, I like I, I, I like punk and hardcore more than metal. Yeah, see, I liked, um, you know, I like things like Motorhead where they blend it. You know, and I like a lot of early metal bands that were fusing punk and stuff and before hardcore really became a thing its own genre so it just depends man it's kind of like country i don't really like a lot of straight up country music but i like a little bit of country old school country when it's fused into other genres so uh Mm. yeah i don't know you know it's interesting speaking of which man uh i'm trying to get pat back man you guys i don't know if any of you guys remember pat um Pat brought it to my attention recently. Um, I asked him, I said, hey, man, you should come on and do a commentary for us. Pat used to do the Walking Dead podcast with us. And uh, he's awesome. He's a really cool personality. And if you guys, you know, haven't heard of him, you can find some of that stuff in our archives. But he's great. And uh, I asked him if you want to come on for a commentary. And he was supposed to do it. Maybe maybe he'll be on one next week. I'm just, it's just getting him nailed down. But he wants to do it. And he says, yeah, you know, I've been wanting to do start a podcast and get back into it and i want to do a heavy metal show and which is something i was trying to like plant in his ear years ago like because he's the guy you want to do a heavy metal show and i know zach's been kind of down with an idea like that too so i you know i'm kind of like uh talking with him back and forth about him doing his own show for the network and you know i don't know how it would work i mean it would be his thing but i wouldn't mind helping him out and talking with him or zach probably wouldn't mind coming on and chatting with him uh but Hopefully we can do that and be another show on the roster that'll talk more about music and and he's into hardcore he's into he's into everything man he can kind of uh, go all over the spectrum. But, I was uh, trying to get my friend Sean to do a music podcast with me for a while, but he's uh, super busy. Dude, dude, there's nobody else I can imagine doing it but Pat. Pat's fucking he's an encyclopedia. He knows his shit big time. He would be great, you know. And uh, he's actually. I think it's just about nailing down what the format would be because you don't want to get too ambitious. You want to make sure the format's something you can keep up and just kind of, you know, figuring out how we're going to do it. But right now, he's kind of on the verge of maybe, I don't want to like, of scoring what could be a very, 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 very good interview, which would serve as a really good kickoff episode. But I don't think it's a show 
he'd want to just constantly do interviews on because you can't really keep that up and do it consistently like every week you know but to ha- to do it i don't know we just gotta we just gotta hash it out and see how you, he wants to do it but i i'm happy to help him get that going I, I I want to twist fucking Sean's arm though, like uh, for uh, like we met because of just our fucking similar taste in music. Because he was in a band uh, called Love Begotten okay. years ago that just outdoor uh, fucking uh, friended me on MySpace. This is back when MySpace was a thing, and mm-hmm. they were just they were looking up people that like uh, oh people that like Scarlet. Like there's a band uh, it's called Scarlet that I was really into. He finds me, he's like, "Fuck yeah!" Uh, he has me, and I, I started listening to that band. I was like, "This is dark." And then me and him just became we were, we were basically soulmates. We we're fucking male soulmates. We were like the same fucking person. And uh, yeah, he's. I was like, "You you like Spitfire?" And he's like, "I love Spitfire." All these fucking bands that nobody else talked about. And uh, yeah, it would have been dark to to do one with him. Uh, the dog. So maybe it can kind of all work together if we get this thing with Pat going. Maybe he wants to come on or something. You know, uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe him and some someone like him and Pat would hit it off, and he might have a a Garth Algier in him. You never know. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just think it's been cool because I've always wanted to do something like that too. And I'm not the guy to host it. Like I think Pat would be perfect for that. But I would absolutely love to go on that. You know, on occasion and shoot the shit. Uh, yeah, Pat would. Me and him would uh, blend in good. I think. Like he likes that crusty shit. And he's on. He's got his finger on the pulse. He knows about shit two years before anybody else does. Man, like, uh-huh. like he's the guy that they got fucking ten listeners on Spotify. He knows them. He's got their shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like what the fuck. I was uh like I got into into a band recently. Uh, they're really crusty and fucking uh punk. Uh, you might check them out, uh, William. But they're called Hoax. Check them out. And it's dirty dog shit. Dirty dog shit. Yeah, he likes a lot of stuff. He says uh, metal, classic rock, new wave. I like all sorts of stuff too, man. I mean, I don't really. I the la- the last concerts I've went to live shows and stuff they've ranged from really extreme metal um, but then I think the one before that I went to like a ja- I went to an Al Di Miola concert where it was jazz fusion I went to a concert pianist you know just kind of jazz piano I like everything I love blues it doesn't matter it's all good look at Herbie man you think he, he's it's fucking Minkus yeah it is I never understood this lead elf here that's an asshole. When he uh when they're putting on a little performance for Santa, his voice his voice changes. You know, it's for Santa. He like totally changes. They don't acknowledge it, but I guess it's supposed to mean he's a kiss ass and he doesn't show his aggressive side in front of the boss man. You know, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's weird. But I get the feeling, the strong inkling that he shoves that big honker light bulb nose of his up uh, Herbie's ass from time to time. I would. He was a uh, pretty dog. He wants to be a dentist. He reminds me of uh, the bald guy from uh, fucking Problem Child 2 for some reason. That shits in the toilet and it blows up. Oh. I don't know why. It's probably because uh, his bald head looks like his nose. Principal Strickland? From. <laughs> yeah. Just like a school, like a school. I do. Funny story. Uh, I like that, that scene uh, where he's running down the hall holding the stomach. And that song's playing. Uh, funny story. Uh, the, the brothers that loved to comment on those movies commented on them again. I know, man. Well, which I don't think we're going to read any comments on these, but we'll read them on the next one. But uh, But to talk about that, I think it's funny, though. I appreciate it because that tells me. 
although the only things that they comment on are the Problem Child movies, they clearly listen to our stuff that isn't Problem Child because these are like responses to when we read their questions on air of other podcasts because I didn't even reply to that one in the in the forums. Like they're actually just replying to what I was saying on the podcast. So if they're actually listening to the show on a regular basis and not just on pro, that's awesome, man. I love you that's fucking genius. guys, man. That's great. Suck your dicks. Which I honestly couldn't make out the comment. I don't really know. That's one I can't decipher. I don't really know what he's trying to say. But uh, we'll we'll break it down when we get to it. Usually I can understand where they're getting at, but that one I don't really get. Yeah, I can't tell that. if they're. Maybe like they don't have thumbs and like they're using the the voice to text as a feature on their phone. Oh my god! Always fucks it up. I'm gonna act, I'm gonna actually look at it right now and see if I can make sense of it. Just uh, I think it's cool, man. It makes my day. I love it. Who knew, man? Who knew those movies would have such legs? Yeah. So it's on the Problem Child commentary. It's Mario Evans. So thank you again, Mario, dude. You and Antoine are awesome, man. He says, I think Problem Child Battle in Part 2 feeling so strained. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm trying to understand that's what... That's the comment. See, that's gotta be on a t-shirt. That's <laughs> gonna <I'm>... be... <laughs> like, if we ever put out, like, a, a promo shot, like, here's all the quotes of people raving about the BTM podcast. That's gotta be on there. I mean, I, I think the whole Part 2 <laughs> feeling strained and whatnot, I think maybe you're thinking that the second one was tired, you know? It was unnecessary, and it was... You know what I mean? Maybe it's like whenever you're straining to take a shit, the movie—it's like it's constantly trying to shit, and it just can't get it out. Man, they should have had a—they should have made a legit third problem child movie with Michael Oliver, and it should have been set at Christmas time. See, you know what we gotta do? We gotta do the part three just to fucking appease those guys, because you know they're gonna have their daily fucking like, oh, let's let's look up uh, problem child again. The problem child three is gonna pop up also. They're gonna be like, holy shit. Well, no, we, we, we said that on a previous podcast recently that I think we should do the third one, Junior in Love, so we can actually agree with them. Like, you know what? We're doing a movie that I think we can all agree is really shitty, you know? Yeah. So, uh... And we should get them on the show. But I think they should have made a legit third one with Michael Oliver and John Ritter and had it set at Christmas time. It would have been dark. That way we could be doing that right now during the holiday season, too. Do you think by the, the third one, uh, their fucking uh, him and uh, the nurse's marriage would have fallen apart? And he'd be dating another chick that looked like her. I think they would. I think they would have kept that going. Yeah, the fact because yeah. he's kind of like a John Arbuckle, right? Type character. He's just terminal, <laughs> terminally single. You know, who knows? That could be that could be the one where they jump the fucking the, the entire like they just go full circle and uh, Junior's a fucking uh, serial killer. Junior in space. Uh, do you think, uh, Big Ben Healy would have been still married to LaWanda? LaWanda, yeah, baby. I'm a dog. Who knows? And they, there's a sex scene where they're fucking, and he shakes his ass in front of her face like that scene, uh, on the TV. I kind of want to get some info on this movie. Was this the, this, I wonder if this is the first one, like, of the series, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I wonder why it's so long compared to the other ones. Ah, uh, this this has had to be the first one. The, there's no other Rudolph fucking song. This is the only one based on anything. No, I mean, out of this whole FHE series, right? Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and Frosty, because they were all produced by the same people, right? Little Drummer Boy, mm-hmm. I imagine. Was this the first one? This one came out in 1964. I found out recently that there was a fucking Grinch Halloween special. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Did that come out back in the day when the original I one did? I don't know. Jeez, Sounds Louise. dark. 
That's fucking crazy. Halloween's cool. Yeah, I'm going to look up some facts on this, and I want to drop some fucking fact bombs on you guys about it, because I'm interested. Um, let me see. I'm going to... William... Let's see. I like punk, he says, because of stuff like Return of the Living Dead, Repo Man, and the game No More Heroes. One of my all-time favorite bands is The Clash, even though they're less punk and sort of a bunch of different genres. Yeah, they kind of like bled into new wave and pop and... Uh, Converge has an album called No More Heroes. Oh, okay. No Heroes. Converge is kind of cool, yeah. He goes, I'm open to a lot of music genres, uh, so I like heavy metal. Class. We've already went over that. Oh, yeah. Macaulay Culkin, he says. Macaulay Culkin has been up to... Uh, he's been on a redemption run of sorts lately, he says, since he's been appearing on Red Letter Media and the ABGN. So when is Furlong going to pick up the slack and clean himself up? You know, I'm getting a little bit of Mac overload, dude. I mean, so when he's, he clearly spent a few days at James Rolfe's house because he's on, he did an actual ABGN episode with him. Then he did a James and Mike Monday Let's Play where they played uh, the Pagemaster SNES game with him. And then he did the the review show they do, that rental like review? Yeah, what if Macaulay Culkin has a fucking dank-ass scam going on where he just pretends to be buddies with these guys and they let him sleep on his couch for free? He borrows money from him. Yeah, he ends up owing everybody money. You just gotta shoot some uh, fucking YouTube video for him. I, you know, be donk. he's weird. He's a weird fucking egg, that's for sure. But I kind of admire him and his uh, eagerness to just be a regular guy. And even him now, where he's kind of like stepping out more into the limelight... It's it's kind of in the shoes of a YouTuber. He just wants to be like a regular person. He wants to be like a YouTube personality, you know? Um, when he probably could get into movies and stuff still. He probably could try and be grinding it out in Hollywood if he wanted to. Uh, so it's I, I respect him, but yeah, he's fucking weird as fuck. Favorite Christmas song? Ooh, favorite Christmas song. I don't know if song. I can think of one. Um, I love all of them, man. I, I think... I love Silent Night. That's a classic, man. Uh, let me think. I like the one where they talk about how the Lord has come. What child is this is really, really great. The Lord has come. Dude, stop. <laughs> come is cool. I don't know. They're all good. I like them. There's, it doesn't matter. I think they're all really good. I wasn't even thinking about classic Christmas songs. I was trying to think of bad Christmas songs. Even the ones that offend people, right? Like, baby, it's cold outside, you know? I've never heard that song. What the fuck is that? Also, the people are talking about that. I assume it's about a guy that wants like, it's hey, the... get out the fuck out of my house. He's like, no, it's cold, though. Yeah, it's it's a duet. It's a duet about a, a man and a woman. And the woman, um, she's basically saying, you know, it's cold outside. It's an excuse to stay in and basically sleep, stay for the night and sleep with the guy. But... In those days, you were perceived to be a whore if you slept over at a guy's house and you weren't married and stuff. So that's all the song is saying. It's it's they're they're basically both consenting, but it's basically kind of like a what will people say type of scenario. Who gives a fuck what they say? Yeah, but people aren't reading between the lines and of the actual context and like, oh my god, she's not consenting and this guy's being heavily forceful on her to stay and sleep with him. Like, get a life, man. You know, yeah, fucking. Uh, even if uh, like uh, we we can all fuck each other and uh, leave the next day, that's fun. What about what about let it snow, man? They're talking about cuddling up in front of a fire. You know those two people fucked. When are they gonna go after that? Though the weather outside yeah. is frightful, the fire inside is delightful. Now there's a place to go. Yeah, they're gonna fuck. Let it snow. Let Fucking snow, is let cool. Snow. Yeah, I don't know. It's Christmas music. Leave it alone. I love that song too, by the way. 
I, li I like Hall. I'm not one of these people that complains whenever the season comes around. Everybody's like, oh my god, they start playing Christmas music. It's so fucking annoying. I'm like, dude, it's like five, six weeks out of the year. Like, I get it. That Mariah Carey song is annoying as fuck. But you guys act so annoyed that they play a string of the same songs over and over and over again for four or five, six weeks. But you guys don't give a fuck when they play the same fucking songs on the radio every other time of the year, right? Or they're playing the same Justin Bieber song 20 million times a day. It doesn't make any sense. You know? That's why I need to get a job where they don't fucking play uh, songs, make you listen to them. He lets you wear your iPod shit. My first real job, well, my first job technically was a, I had a paper route, and I didn't work, I only worked at that job for like a couple of weeks max, and I used my one and only paycheck. I had just, a, just enough money to buy the brand new released Mortal Kombat 4 on the Nintendo 64, and I got fired. Uh, but my first real job when I actually was 16 of age, I worked at a Toys R Us seasonal job for Christmas, and it was really cool, but like, on the PA system, man, it was just on loop. It was Chipmunk Christmas. It was Beach Boys. Merry Christmas, Santa. All that shit. On loop. Mariah Carey. On loop. On loop. On loop. And it still didn't drive me crazy, man, because I just, I really, really like the environment. Uh, William Lowry likes Christmas music in small doses, he says. I think my personal favorite is Last Christmas by George Michael. That is a good song. I also really like, um, I like Queen. You know, Thank God It's Christmas. Yeah. That's a really good song. I like that a lot. I always wanted to start a Queen cover band called Queef. <laughs> That'd be funny. I've been dark. That'd be funny. Is it like a pizza underground and you're going to be doing something with Queefs? You know, you got to play with pizza boxes? Yeah. I want to get one of those Boss Harmonizer pedals just mm. to fucking uh, be able to play a Brian May solo out of nowhere. That'd be dark. Does he do that live? Does he use a harmonizer pedal to reenact it live, being the only uh, guitar player? Uh, I assume it's probably just the other guitar player doing uh, the harmony part. They just have one guitar player, bro. Oh, do they know? I don't fucking know. They've always yeah, had I, one guitar player. Whatever. I guess he would have to do it like that live then. Yeah. But uh, I watched a video recently where Jack Osborne surprised his father with a Christmas present, I think, where uh, he introduced him to a performance by Max Sabbath the McDonald's Black Sabbath cover band, you know, where they, they play Black Sabbath covers with spoofed lyrics talking about McDonald's and fast food. You got Ronald McDonald on vocals. You got Mary McCheese on guitar. Do people go see that live? Uh, it would get old after a while. Oh, dude, they, they were playing in my backyard. Uh, I think they're, I don't know if I missed it or not. I kind of want to go. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny though. I don't know. No, I'm not gonna listen to it all the time, but it'd be fun. It'd be a fun night out. Just go watch Max Sabbath and play a short set. <laughs> so now Rudolph is meeting Clarice, the girl that's gonna change him, and you know she she eventually helps him to realize that he's good just the way he is. Obviously, that's the message of this movie: is that you know you should. It's conflicting. Because clearly they're trying to drive home the message that you should be happy with who you are and you should accept yourself even when other people don't, which he clearly comes to terms with. And he does, you know, because remember, he's putting that soot on his nose to cover it up. His dad is ashamed of him, too. It's almost like Rudolph's gay, right? And he's got the old school father that's disowning him and shit like that and tries to send him to sexual conversion therapy camp or something. Uh, but anyway, they're trying to drive home that he, you should accept yourself. Right for being different, and you're you're beautiful the way you are. But at the same time, it's conflicting because at the end, the fucking bullies, man, 
they Rudolph's like, yeah, I'll be your friend, guys. You go, you guys just love me now that I can help you. I don't know. It's fucked up. It's a little fucked up. So I think it's I think it should preach the message that you should accept yourself even when nobody else will. But also, you shouldn't let people roll you over either. I don't. I think that's a. I think you should have a little bit more pride than that. So I think they should include that in the overall theme here. My eyes are crossing. Like I can't keep my eyes straight. Why, man? You tired? I'm seeing double. Are you tired, bro? I guess it's just naturally happening. Happening. I see. I'm talking all funny. I'm liking that. Uh, the graphics you got on the Twitch, man. I'm liking the the bows and stuff. They're neat. Yeah, I did that. Like in the the five minutes it took for you to fucking hurry up and get on before we started. Hey, it was worth it. Then my tardiness paid off. Your retardiness. I'm retard, retarded. Your retard just bounces off me. You know, we got we got more viewers in here, man. I wish some of you guys should chime in, man. Let us know. You guys got any questions, man? What uh, what are some of your guys' favorite Christmas specials, man? Who haven't we heard from? Let us know. Ask us anything. Ask us how big uh, fucking Aaron's dick is and uh, what it looks like. Uh, ask him to show that fucking weird growth he's got coming out of it that I told you about while he was gone. I'll give you a hint. Dog. It curves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think Adrian ever came back, man. Well, there's there's more people viewing, man. I just think they're being shy, dude. So thank you for holding down the fort, William, man. You the dog father. Hey, just think, Zach. If we chose Frosty, it would be over by now. But it's actually going by pretty briskly, you know. It is. Yeah, it's it's only got eighteen minutes See, left. I I I've hardly said anything. Fucking, uh, you know. I was thinking I was just gonna be this fucking uh, sardonic kind of fucking. I was gonna be really fucking uh, uh, anti fucking uh, just annoying. I was gonna be a party pooper. Like, oh, he's being cynical, uh, doing all this Christmas shit. Uh, it hasn't really happened. I'm surprised. So they're running away from home, essentially. You know, they bonded over the over the fact that they're both outcasts and they both feel, you know, cast aside. And they're encountering this fucking Yeti, right? Don Cornelius is going to come and save the day, I do believe. Don Cornelius, he's a bad motherfucker, dude. He sings silver and gold. And like I said, he's got his little fucking mining pick and he licks it, remember? And it looks really weird. I love it. Yes, it's uh, very uh, homoerotic. Uh, see, I watched this. I remember as a kid watching the show wanting to suck a cock. Oh, here he is, dude. He's the man. He kind of looks like uh, he kind of looks like uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Hey, William asked a good question. He says this relates to a Christmas movie, but will we ever see Gremlins three? Will we ever get that movie? I don't know, man. That thing's been on again, off again, on again, off again, involving Zach Galligan, having nothing to do with Zach Galligan. Uh, Joe Dante maybe was involved at a point, not involved. I don't know what's going on. What's, when's the last time you heard something about that, Zach? Um, fucking like four to five years ago, probably. I'm surprised they haven't. I mean, there's got to be some kind of like legal hang up, right? Because originally, last I heard a few years ago, it wasn't going to be a remake. They wanted to make a legit sequel. Like I said, when Zach Galligan was kind of involved in stuff like that, and he was even talking about it in interviews and stuff. But I, I, 
I just get the hankering there that there's someone that's tugging on the other end saying, no, let's reboot the whole thing. And there's some kind of legal war going on. Because you would have thought they would have fucking rehashed that by now and remade it, right? Yeah. Why the fuck would they want to remake uh, Gremlins? Because Gremlins was a marvel for, you know, practical effects and the animatronics. Are they going to make it CGI? How are they going to do it? Are they really going to waste the money and do all those puppets again? Because a lot of them were puppets, but I, I hope so. They, they'd have to do it. They'd have to do it a real service, man. I don't want to see mm. CGI gremlins. I don't. Yeah, the last time I heard about it, uh, like, it was actually uh, at a go. Like, uh, they were talking about it was going to be CGI gremlins. But I was like, fuck, Dad, don't even make it. Yeah, well, William just added, last he heard, Chris Columbus wrote a script and said it was twisted and dark. This was either last year or earlier this year. Chris Columbus, really? He wrote a Twisted and Dark Street? He fucking, he, well, yeah, he probably wrote that fucking, uh, you know, Gizmo shows up at someone's house and fucking kills them and steals it. Shit, like, this is my house now. I, uh, that was a Columbus joke. It didn't land that good. Uh, it could have been better. You, but I'm tired. You what, gotta understand. Gizmo broke into someone's house in the middle of the night eating a big sandwich and shit? <laughs> After exactly. The, yeah. So... I, I don't know. I'm sure there's been a lot of drafts written for the proposed third movie. You know, I'm sure there's a ton floating around there. Um, and I don't know what the hang up is. I'm kind of interested to, to find out, actually. Mm. Don't yawn on the fucking live stream, Zach. What the fuck? My bad. I'm not tired. It's all it's all a joke. It's all an illusion. Uh, it's a fucking gimmick I'm doing. I kind of want to see. Um, I kind of want to see some stuff on this movie because it's it's interesting. Filmed at MOM Productions in Tokyo. This was filmed in Tokyo. This was produced in Tokyo, Japan. It was filmed in your mom. It seems so American, doesn't it? It's just, yeah. so, it's just so much part of our culture. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was actually filmed in Tokyo. That's crazy. With the supervision of Tadahito Mashinaga and associate direction Tokyo. of Kizo Nagashima. Besides Rudolph... Moshinaga and the rest of the Japanese puppet animation staff are also known for their partnership with Rankin Bass. It's probably it was probably a fucking done in a uh, Chinese sweatshop or something. Uh, even though I said Japan, though, okay, mm, uh, same place. And so on their other Animagic productions, almost throughout the 1960s. So he also worked on the New Adventures of Pinocchio, to Willie McBean and his Magic Machine, to the Daydreamer and the Mad Monster Party, all of which we've never heard of. Uh, I don't know what the fuck those are, but um. When did this originally air? Christmas Eve, nineteen eighty-seven. No, well, it really? I just made that up. I'd be dyke if I'm right. Because it was in the sixties. Hmm. Popular culture. That's so funny. The television special's familiarity to American audiences uh, through its annual rebroadcasts, along with its primitive stop-motion animation that is easy to recreate with modern technology, and the special's ambiguous copyright status, has lent itself to numerous parodies and homages over the years. Ambiguous copyright status, you say? Does, is that why it's so easy and why it's on YouTube everywhere, just like Frosty? And a better question, does this mean we should put this up on YouTube, Zach? No, I'm gonna see what's up with this. We need a the copyright of the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer special lies in an area of uncertainty in regard to American federal copyright law. When the recording was originally published, the date of copyright, published in Roman numerals, was accidentally listed as 1164, omitting an M that should have been present, which would have been 1964. Oh fuck! 
So this mistake was not corrected with subsequent edits and remains on television prints to this day. The songs were um, valid and separately copyrighted. And the original character was well, okay. Cause if we put it on here, Zach, we would just turn audio down, but he says, um, hold on. The songs were uh, valid and they were separately copyrighted. And the original character, um, characters on which the special was based also remains under copyright. You know, the song and shit, Rudolph the Reynolds Reindeer, and trademark protection, extending some indirect copyright protection to the special as a derivative work, right? Uh, a number of films such as It's a Wonderful Life and His Girl Friday fall under similar circumstances, a public domain film loosely based on a copyrighted work. Hmm interesting assuming the error in the copyright is considered substantial enough to invalidate it u.s copyright law before 1988 required works to have a valid date on a copyright notice while providing some leeway in regard to non-substantial errors sounds like the exact same fucking hiccup that caused romero's night of the living dead to still be in kind of like a purgatory state right because of a fucking stupid clerical error um that's crazy, though. Because of the indirect copyright protections and uncertainty over their extent, permission is still required to show the program as a whole. The extensive derivative work seems in popular culture are likely a byproduct of this uncertain copyright status. Yeah, I don't really know what that means to us. I don't know if we can get away with you it. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? You're like frozen, it did. Can you hear me? No, I can't. You didn't hear me talking? Yeah, you're like, you went, uh... You sound like me in real life oh. for a second. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. I was just kind of going off all that stuff about public domain. But uh, yeah, exactly, William. William's kind of filling in there. He's like, so it's public domain, but not really. Yeah, it's really confusing. I don't really understand it. It's like, it's really uh, it's really muddled. And yeah, it was filmed in Tokyo where the Godzilla, yeah, where's the Godzilla cameo? They should have made the Yeti, the Yeti uh, Godzilla. Uh, you got to check out that new Godzilla movie. Which one is it? Um, King of Monsters with the the fucking hot Norma Bates mom in it. Oh no, I haven't seen any of those. I haven't seen the. I didn't see the first Godzilla. I didn't see the King Kong Skull Island movie. No, it's not really my thing. Even though when I was a kid, I had a really big badass fucking Godzilla toy that was awesome, that had glowing eyes and would roar. The island. Did you fuck Godzilla. I don't think I could find the vagina, man. Yeah. So the Island of Misfit Toys, I always thought this was really tripped out, man. Just uh, the, the concept that there was this, I don't know, this bastard fucking escape from New York Island where these toys were banished or like some kind of Auschwitz or something. It's really weird. Zach's fucking... I'm fucking... I'm trying not to fall asleep. <laughs> Is he really? Hey, somebody yeah. keep Zach awake, man. Zach, dude, bro, you only got fucking... You're almost done, bro. Exactly. It's you No, know, it's almost done. You can make it. I thought it was funny. You know, before we did this, I was like, hey, man, we could do Frosty or we could do this. This one, you're like, hey, this is twice as long. I'm like, I mean, is it too long for you? He's like, not for me. I'm like, okay, so it's on me. I'm going to go the distance. Zach's over here fucking snoring and falling asleep, guys. I've I've really tested him. I'm being pushed to the limit. Well, William's got the right idea. He says, take some cocaine, Zach, you pussy. Exactly, I should. We do not endorse drugs here at the Revival House. Do some bumps. Yeah, and he also says Island of Misfit Toys is the Detroit of the North Pole. Fuck yeah, dude. 
Flint, Michigan, man, don't drink that uh, diarrhea water they got going on. Is that still an issue up there? Uh, probably. So that's weird, though. What if we stumbled across a random island where there's always toys that were alive? Because, you know, Don Cornelius is a human being, right? And there's always toys that are talking to him, and he's not tripped as fuck at this. Yeah. You know? Maybe he did, like, did some acid before, and he thinks it's just now kicking it. Maybe it is kicking it. Maybe this is just a metaphor. Hey, I think uh, what would wake Zach up for the remainder of this, because we don't got too much longer to go, is a, is a really good question. Ask a question if you got one to Zach, um, prompting him to tell a really interesting story, because Zach's lived a life. He's got some interesting shit to tell. I mean, I don't have to tell any of you long-timers that with some of the stuff, I mean, involving pickup trucks and animals and shit. And fucking uh, finding shit in the woods and eating condoms and stuff or whatever. What's a story you haven't told us, man? What's a crazy story? I don't know. What what is uh what's the as you would say the dankest prank you ever pulled on somebody? Uh, uh, yeah. Besides the prank you pulled on your dad by eating the condom. I didn't eat it. I just put it in my mouth and blew it blew it up like bubble gum. That's fucking disgusting, man. He thought it was used, but I never told him it wasn't. I know, dude. That sucks, man. That that would drive me crazy if I never got to have finality and closure to that. Like, oh, no. My dad never knew that I wasn't a fucking weirdo that ate a fucking used condom. He, yeah. he lived his entire life thinking I was a total retard. No. <laughs> That's dark, though. Yeah. William's asking about your band, man. I know you've talked about that on Mac and Zach, though, but why did you quit the band? What happened to that? Because you and Mac were both doing that pretty hardcore at what point did you say fuck it i don't want to do this anymore oh yeah whatever back was gone and then ori was gone uh, the bass player and the the yeah it was just like that it was just two other guys that uh liked uh different stuff than i did and uh they were the reason we had a song with fucking autotune in it so I, I, and I do like, oh, they didn't give a fuck when I said like, oh, I, let's not use Autude. So now I'm the only guy that's like, let's not do shit like that. So uh, I would just get over. Autotune? <laughs> you guys are like a fucking weird ass crab core band. What you doing with Autotune? Yeah. They, they were into that shit. They were like, we got to put Autotune in this song. We got to be like Rick like, Ross nah. or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. But it was still like the crab core metal fucking mall shit? Uh, yeah, pretty much at that point, yeah. Was he screaming through autotune? No. Or was he singing? He was singing. That's fucking weird, dude. Yeah. So, did you ever at any point want to start a new band? Or you were just uh, like, I'm done? Uh, yeah, I did. So why didn't you? Never, uh got enough people, though. Uh, it's always hard. Like, uh, it's hardest to find a drummer in this town. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, about, like, a small town. You move to a big city, it's not a problem finding people to jam with or whatever. Yeah, drummers are always tough, though, dude. They're always the toughest, you know? Because everybody wants to play guitar. And it's really tough finding bass players, too. But, I mean, sometimes you have the, you have a lot of those people that learn bass because it's like, well, it's the easiest one away at four strings. It's got to be easier, you know? But... Interesting. Can we hear that autotune song anywhere? Is it like online still? Do you still have a Facebook? Yeah. It's uh Never Say Die I L Bandcamp. What? Don't play it here. Why not? 
Well, I guess it doesn't even matter because yeah, it's not. Uh, we're not gonna get fucking flagged for anything. I'm not gonna play it here, but we'll link it. Never say die. What is it? I L. Never say die. I L. That's it. And then do I have to play? Bandcamp. Bandcamp's before it. Then slash. Never say die. I L. Okay. I've never been on Bandcamp a day in my life, so mm. I live under a rock. Never say die. Bandcamp. Uh, it should be a... And it's got a an album cover with like a weird like skull with octopus tentacles. Oh, yeah. Is that, it's carved into a pumpkin. Oh, that's what it is. It says, first we feast, then we felony, version one. I'm going to read off these yeah. tracks for you guys. Then there's, Steve French is not a Sam Squinch. He's a mountain lion. Okay. And then there's a... These are all like references to TV shows and movies. Bless the martyr, teabag the enemy. That's a good one. Uh, track four is the devil's advocate's sister's cousin. <laughs> uh, then that was all a Mac. What that one. Then there's first we feast, then we felony version two. Is that like the electric head part one and two? Like your white zombie? Ah, uh, uh, no. There's just slightly different. Oh, teabag live. Is it really live? Yes. And it's a live version of the, uh, the Bless the Martyr Teabag the Enemy? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's Steve French Instrumental. There's Teabag the Enemy Instrumental. First We Feast Demo, uh, Steve French Demo, and Teabag Demo. So, if somebody had to listen to one of these, what's the one that you would say you would recommend? Like, what's the best song you guys put out that you think represents you guys well? I don't know. I'm going to see if I can put this in the chat for people. Give me a sec. If you just want to hear Mac and Zach uh, do their thing, you can listen to the instrumental versions. Uh, Mac and Zach are guitars. The instrumental? Is it just you guys doing it? Uh, it's drums and bass, too, I think. Holy uh, there's no bass on one of them, I think, actually. I'm trying to find... Oh, so, uh, yeah, now they're uh, sledding. Uh, there's a cave there. Yeah, so you can tell I haven't seen this since I was a kid. This is Aaron's shit. It's all Aaron's doing, this whole fucking special. I haven't se- I haven't seen it forever. I just, uh, it's just ingrained in my mind. I mean, I've seen it so much. It's like if, if it penetrated your head. It, it, fucking, it fucked your brain and left its cummies inside the brain. Alright, so I accidentally closed out of my uh, window, so I'm, I've re-pulled up the dashboard for our Twitch. I'm putting the link to this band camp for anybody that wants to check out uh, Mac's old band, Mac and Zach's old band. So, <laughs> Did it pop up in the chat for you, Zach? Uh-huh. Alright, well, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. I'm going to listen to it after this, too. Have you ever thought about playing it on one of the podcasts, dude? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Never thought about it. I could. Which one of these songs is the autotune song? Is that on here? Um, the devil one. Oh, the devil's advocate. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm yeah, fuck- you could have a good hearty uh, chuckle at the autotune song. So uh, we should just call it the autotune song. Wait. <laughs> Do you? Uh, wait. So you were the guitar player. What did, did Mac play guitar too? Mm-hmm. Okay, between you and me, man, nobody's listening. Who was the better guitar player? I don't fucking know. I don't Could, know. Did he ever play anything that you couldn't play, or did you ever play anything that he couldn't play? 
I don't know. Uh, we we both played uh, all of this shit. I like how you're getting all bashful, like he's being interviewed. He doesn't like being interviewed. He doesn't like being <laughs> the center of attention. Interesting. Oh, yeah. The fucking Omega is listening to your music, dude. It's heavy. Oh, no. You shouldn't be doing that, Adrian. <laughs> check out check out the auto-tune song. The auto-tune song is the Devil's Advocate song. Man, that's the song that... Uh, yeah, you can listen to the demos. Uh, the demo versions are funny because uh, that's the first time we ever played the songs as a band, and uh, we fuck up on them. Uh, it's, it's pretty funny. That's... Uh, that. That song with the auto-tunes, a song that fucking broke the camel's back, man. The band split up because of it. You should have titled that song Yoko. <laughs> Who was the Yoko? Was somebody in the band like, hey, man, I want to go pop? Uh, two people in the band. A bunch of people getting big egos. When, uh, hey, that doesn't even look like the, the animation. Look at Herbie. He's got little dots. It's weird. But uh, I don't know. You probably had somebody in there that was getting a big head when they probably didn't need a big head because you guys weren't like anything at the point, right? <sighs> I don't know. I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> you could just play it here. We could just uh, review that. No, I mean the movie's still on, man. Yeah, we gotta wait. We got we got a few more minutes of this. Rudolph's here. Santa's gonna realize that uh, he has something to gain from Rudolph, and he's not such a fucking dickhead loser after all. Because in this movie, Santa's all depressed. He's like, oh, I don't want to fuck Christmas. He's yeah. not fat. He doesn't want to do anything. He's depressive as shit. He looks like he's a, a chocolate chip cookie away from beating his wife. You know, he's it's he's not very Santa like. I think some people have an issue with that. Uh, but it's interesting. Hell yeah! Yeah, who is singing? Uh, Mendoza's asking who's singing. Uh, he's digging it, and Mendoza likes the auto tune, dude. See, there's a market for it. There we go. That, uh, the singer's name is Chris. I won't dox him. I don't know if he wants me to. He wants to, he wants notoriety, dude. He wants to be famous, right? So he wants as much exposure as possible. Yeah, I could. Uh, I'll, I'll post it somewhere for for Mendoza. Po- post it in the chat right there. <laughs> then it's part of the video, and he will be doxed. I know. I was hoping you didn't know that, and then they can all <laughs> find him on Facebook and be like, "Hey, man, I loved it." Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna that next comment. Come on. Hobo's love auto tune, he says. (laughs) Look, man. So that's what we were going for. Look, they put all the female elves in pink fucking girly dresses, man. That's sexist, right? That's sexist. Yeah. With short skirts. That's sexist. Santa looks angry. He's angry constantly in this fucking movie. I wonder if there was a casting couch of sorts with Santa for those elves. Those little elvets. (sighs) You know? He's constantly angry, right? What is he eating? Yeah. He looks like he's literally eating clay. It doesn't look like fucking food. They didn't decide to differentiate the color between the dishes and the table and the food on the plate. It's all the same clay color. They just got lazy. <laughs> it is kind of funny. It does look half-assed. Hey, William says he's getting tired, but he's holding in. Did I ever mention I live on Elm Street? No, you didn't, man. And thanks for holding out, dude. We're, we're almost done. Uh, this movie ends in about six minutes, and then we're going to call it a night. So we appreciate you sticking it out with us, bro. And uh, mm-hmm. no, you live on every town has an Elm Street, as Freddie once said. So um, that's pretty cool, man. Anything funny happen on that Elm Street? When I was a kid, I always wanted to live on Elm Street just because the movie. 
Oh, you're joking, man. Don't fucking play with my emotions like that. He has Lou on him. Oh, he fucking played us like a fucking fiddle. Well, yeah, that's right. The Papa said he could have told us anything. We would have believed right there. Yeah, I know. Because it's such a, a weird thing to lie about. Like, you just assume uh, I, I live on Elm Street. Okay. What's Mac doing for Christmas? Where's he at right now? I fucking know. I mean, he might be working, but what's he doing for the actual holiday? Uh, not sure. Probably hanging out with his kids, I guess. Does he get the kids on the holiday? That's Maybe. Cool. I'm not sure. Well, doing what he does for work, he might have to work a big chunk of the holiday, which sucks. Mm-hmm. You know? When do you work next, man? Monday. Oh, you got to work Christmas Eve, too. That fucking blows. But you work late at night. Are you going to work into Christmas? Probably. It sucks, dude. But your Christmas is on New Year's Eve anyway. Christmas Eve. So, they're all celebrating here. They're all dancing. They're all happy. They're all super stoked now that they find out Rudolph's got a bright, shiny red nose and he's going to save the day. And he's putting some pep back into Santa's step. And uh, they're all very jubilant, you know? Rudolph has found his place. They're all very Jew. He's going to light the sleigh tonight, as the song states. And everybody's going to live happily ever after. You think uh, fucking Rudolph ever stuck his nose in her pussy and lit up? See what's inside there? Uh, He'd make a pretty good guy, no? Yeah, you think she ever gets off on the the heat from his nose uh, light? Adrian Mendoza, you did not live in Browntown. Don't you fucking mess with us too, man. I do love Christmas, man. Adrian's, you know, saying he enjoys that I like Christmas. I love it. And it's so funny because I haven't been able to celebrate Christmas in a very, very long time. And I, I spend it alone. Like, I'm not doing anything for the holiday. So it's a very lonely, lonely time of year for me. But I still love it. I still like watching the programs. I like decorating my house, man. I don't have a family. But I still got a Christmas tree and Christmas lights outside and the whole deal. And I personally just enjoy it. You know? Um... I would never fucking do that. As much as the commercialism gets out of hand and and it's kind of a damper, I do enjoy going out like just like one day because it is a a mess getting through traffic and stuff and park. But I do like enjoy going to the mall one day a year and it's sometime during Christmas because you get to see all the decorations and the music playing and the PA and um, just everybody shopping and being out. I just like the Christmas vibe, man. So I don't know. Uh, Zach doesn't love Christmas, apparently. I don't hate Christmas. It's fine. It's not my favorite holiday. Ozzy Osbourne was just quoted as saying he fucking hates Christmas. You know? He said it's for fucking babies. It's the build-up, too. That's annoying. The diet itself is fine. I guess you're right. Well, see, I don't... It's like Halloween Day and Christmas Day... It's actually the day itself that's bittersweet because you know it's going to come to an end. I actually like for Halloween, you like the build up, right? Yeah. It's the build up. Then when the day's there, it's like, well, I'm just depressed because tomorrow it's no longer Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, I always felt that way with Christmas too when I was a little kid. Now it's yeah. it doesn't make a difference to me, but uh, but yeah, it's it's like that build up to that morning. You can open up presents maybe, but as soon as you open up the presents, it's like blowing your load. It's over. I'm like, oh well, it's done now. Can I go back? Can I rewind this morning and do it all over again? Uh-huh. You know? Uh, Mendoza. If you want me over to the house, just ask me and I'll be there. We can sing carols, cozy up by the fire. I'm good. I'm all right, man. 
Uh, see, I'm all right, man. I, I, I've, uh, I'm terminally independent, you know. So we should all just move into Aaron's house and be a, have be roommates. That'd be dog. I, I got the space, man. I live, I live here. I'm, I'm a one man army here, and I've got, you know, three bedroom, three bathroom, two level house. It's pretty good. So there's tons of space. So you we guys can make a fucking. It could be a, another. Uh, we can make a podcast out of it. Uh, fucking. What happens when an ordinary guy just fucking opens this house up to a bunch of strangers? Uh, find out weekly on uh, fucking. Uh, uh, the real world. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I don't know. A fucking uh, podcast version. But yeah, I don't know. Christmas. Uh, Christmas used to be something real cool, man. Hey, when did you stop believing in Santa Claus, Zach? How'd that happen, and how old were you? <laughs> I think I told this story on uh, back at Zach once. Um, like uh, I had, like my friends were always older than me, like mm-hmm. by a year or two, because like uh, back, like a lot of his friends were my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, my, my friend Brian Jacob were over, and uh, they're just fucking telling me like uh, we're in the front room watching a movie. And uh, it might have even been that time I, I rented all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies to watch them uh, in order. And uh, we, for some reason we were talking about because uh, Christmas is coming up. And they're like, uh, yeah, uh, fuck it. Uh, they, they mentioned something about, their, yeah, no Santa. It's just my parents. And my mom was just laying there on the couch, like half asleep. And uh, they're like, oh, you didn't know? And I was like, what? And then I look over at mom, I'm like, is there a Santa? And she's like, she sits there kind of staring at me, and uh, she, she uh, she's just being quiet. And, uh, that was that the silence was deafening. <laughs> I I do it, I do it right then. But she's like, uh, come here. And then uh, I went over there. She whispered in my ear, yeah, there's no Santa, but don't tell your sister. And, uh, yeah, that was the day. That was you always remember that day. You know, they say that you stop being a child when you find out that one day you're gonna die. I think it's when you find out Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, that's dark, man. What a dark note to end it on. Uh, also, the movie's over. Santa Claus, he put on an unhealthy amount of weight overnight. <laughs> you see how fat he got? It was like literally that night. What the fuck did he do? It's, a, it's just his baggy coat. What? His whole face was fat. But well, I don't know. Anyway, thank you guys so much. I think that's going to conclude our marathon. Hopefully Wait, you got to guys- tell your story, though. When did you find out? Say? I thought I was going to be able to get out of it. Okay, so it's pretty depressing. We'll end it on this story, all right, guys? So I don't want to be the guy that's always like complaining about my dad. I don't have daddy issues or nothing like that. But my father, when I was a kid, he was never around, right? He was in and out of our lives, right? He was uh, in and out of prison, abandoning us, leaving us broke and homeless and all that stuff. And... uh he would show up long enough just to impregnate my mom, <laughs> impregnate my mom and leave us with more burden. And uh, anyway, I remember I was probably six years old or something, seven years. I don't remember how old it was, but uh, my dad hadn't been around for years and he pops in and my dad didn't believe in Christmas. He thought it was a fucking baby's holiday. And, uh, you know, he certainly didn't want to get anything for anybody and then have some fictional fat guy take credit for it. Especially mm-hmm. if it was something that it was he hated, and he, it's like Annie had to give his money to it. Um, now, granted, this particular Christmas he didn't buy us anything. He like literally came back into our lives, and he was out of our lives again. Cheated on my mom and abandoned us. Uh, like literally a couple a month or two later. But 
as quick as he was in and out again, it, he didn't leave before he could tell me that Santa wasn't real. <laughs> That's and fucked up. He like comes back into life, tells me that Santa's not real, crushes what little bit of a child that I had without him even being there, and then he fucking leaves. And now I'm like, dude, that's a like that's a cold move, man. Like, but it's kind of funny, I guess. You know, it is what it is. But yeah. How did he tell you though? He's just like, hey, you little shit, Santa's a real though. Well, I think he Bye. was kind of on a pedestal, like he was gonna actually buy his presents. Like, look, man, Santa ain't fucking real, dude. I'm buying that shit. And he didn't even buy us anything. He left. He cheated <laughs> on my mom and he abandoned us again. Like, wait, so I got double dog dicked here? First you're telling me Santa's not bringing me nothing because he ain't real. And now you're saying he's not real because you're going to buy me stuff. But then you fucking don't buy me anything. And to add even more insult to it, you didn't buy me anything because you fucking abandoned us. Man, that's cold. You cold, man. But anyway, cold. that's the story. It is what it is. Uh, Don Knotts is cueing me to leave. <laughs> saying the fucking flashes. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us and sticking with us. Uh, those of you that stuck with us the whole time. This officially concludes the marathon. Uh, we're going to post all these up uh, like on YouTube, as we said. We're going to separate them out as individual episodes, uh, as well uh, as on all the podcast networks. We're on Apple iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. Obviously, if you guys are joining us on the official live stream right now, that stuff goes down on Twitch typically. So if you guys are already, already savvy to it, Subscribe to us on Twitch, Revival House Network. And uh, if you want to check out when we're going live, we always let you guys know in advance on our social medias. And so uh, be sure to keep up with us there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. We're there. Uh, in the meantime, we're not going to waste any more time. We're out. Zach, thanks, brother. Uh, everybody that uh, was along for the ride on this, thank you so much. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. We're excited for a huge new year. We got a lot of stuff planned. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye bye, puppets. A bed, baby. A fucking bed. End of the week at the revival house. Next month's theme, you gotta figure it out. Italian zombies are Polly Shore. I slash it with the knife and the girl next door. And one second in, get it all queued up and ready. Hit play in three, two, one. Zach Pete in a solo cup man Couldn't this Cameron's love man Josh and Scott failed and Riverman's bail Bye bye puppets Sounds good Like this country used to And We're clear Excellent Excellent stream close up